Hello, humans. I am your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business. Uh, I talk with sales and HR experts, other small business owners, and anyone else that can provide you and me with information to clear our way to success. Uh, my guest today is Maria Patterson, uh, owner of Fussy Revival Boutique. Um, was opened in February of 2021 uh, as an online clothing store dedicated to helping women find confidence in themselves. Um, they've they've had several successful pop-up events, and in May, we'll be moving into a brick-and-mortar location, so that's super exciting. Uh, Maria, thank you for being a guest on Clearing the Way. Thank you for having me. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about your upbringing to start um, and figure out how the hell we got to the point where you have an online store and now you're going to be moving into brick and mortar. That's pretty exciting. So um, take me through. Did you grow up around here? Are you? I didn't. Okay. So I grew up out west. Um, I grew up in Arizona and then my stepdad was in the military. So we transferred to Colorado um, in my preteen years. So I went to high school and everything in Colorado. And then um, I ended up going to college in Texas, which is kind of where I found my love for boutiques. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you in Arizona, where at in Arizona? Tucson. Okay. Yep. Um, and you were there till 14? So uh, I was there till 11, 12. Yep. Okay. Okay. But my whole family is still there. So that's home. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so father in the military, mm-hmm. did you have any, um, what kind of student were you? I guess. Let's um, start there. I was a terrible student. Okay. To be honest, okay. I, I was really involved in sports. I was really involved in extracurriculars, anything you could do. Um, really, what, what activities? So um, I played rugby, I swam, and I played soccer and softball. Oh, okay. Um, and then okay. Um, I was in the FFA. Uh, pretty much anything I could get my hands on in school that was not in the classroom. Okay. Um. I loved speaking events. I loved, I mean, I showed animals, everything, but I hated the classroom. Okay. What about it did you not like? Um, well, to be honest, I felt like I just wasn't very intelligent, um, like when it came to book smarts. So I, everything came, was really hard for me, um, but I loved the social aspect of school. Did the other activities that you were all, like, okay, you were involved in a ton of other activities. Mm-hmm. Did those come naturally or were um, you just more interested in them? More interested and I had the drive. I always okay. wanted to be the best, the best, the best. So it was really easy for me to kind of fit in those places because I always had that drive. But okay. I just did not have the drive for academics. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Um, and was that... That kind of carried, like, that was always the case. No, In a sense. Um, when I got to college, obviously, pay, paying for school, and I yeah. paid for school myself, um, I started to take it way more serious. And um, I realized I was more intelligent than I gave myself credit for. And I utilized a lot of things that I learned from all those outside extracurriculars mm-hmm. to kind of help me in the classroom. Okay, so... So you were finally okay. So once you fi- figured out how to actually focus on the things, yeah. then it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, were there in self discipline? I mean, honestly, doing things that I didn't like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, well that that doesn't feel that uncommon. Like it's so hard to get yeah. kids to pay attention. Like yeah. if you're not interested in what or uh, so it's a couple. If you're not interested in the in the topics, that's one thing. And then if the teachers are teaching in a way that isn't suitable for you. It's like, well, how the hell am I going to focus on this stuff? I felt like I was such an angry child. So, um, you know, these teachers, I was kind of that child that none of the teachers really wanted to deal with. Um, (laughs) And so 
I'm sorry if you're listening and you were my teacher. Um, and I really do apologize because looking back, I wish that I would have taken the time. And I think we all go through that. We look back and we're like, oh, there are certain things that, you know, I wish I'd taken that a little more serious. Um, but yeah, I think once I got to college and realized um, that I kind of had to put in some extra work, um, yeah, it was coming out of my pocket. Uh, it kind of all clicked. And so I started to take school more serious, but um, that's kind of where I ended up in retail, actually. Okay. What did you go to school for? Um, agriculture communications and agriculture education. So I studied ag science. Okay. Yep. And what was the plan there? Um, I actually wanted to go into international agriculture. I wanted to travel the world and kind of represent the United States and the agriculture industry with trade and things like that. Okay. Um, Where the was, hell did that come? Like, and I also um, teaching high school with the ag ed degree. Um, I loved the ag program in school. That's kind of the only reason I think I graduated is that pushed me. And it was something I was interested in, obviously. Huh. Okay. So what did, where did that interest come from? Um, I grew up just around animals. I grew up in 4-H and then I trans, you know, I did ag in high school, so FFA. Uh -huh. um, and that's just where that passion came from. I loved the leadership aspect of it. Um, I think 4-H and FFA really, really mold kids to have that passion for something, whether mm -hmm. it be leadership or animals. There's just so much more to that, um, those organizations, than just farming. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And was that something your parents pushed? Like, were they in? So the, my like mom was in, yeah, they were um, in the ag industry, but not heavy. I mean, it wasn't anything they pushed, um, honestly, it was something they weren't interested in really at all. I don't think, um, like the speaking aspect of things and yeah. stuff like that. Um, not at all. Huh? Uh-huh. Okay. So what, man, that's, that's interesting. Okay. So, so you go to school for that mm -hmm. out of school. What did you, did you pursue that at all? Or what did um, you? So actually, um, I ended up, I was, two semesters away from graduating. I was putting myself through school. Um, I was working full time for a very well-known retail company that I had worked for now. I mean, forever. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I was burnt out. And my husband and I reconnected. We had known each other as teenagers. We reconnected. And um, I actually ended up moving here. And um transferred with my company for him. Okay. Um, okay. I transferred with the company I was working with, retail, um, and stuck with them up until I had my daughter. So when that happened, we actually had um, bought my husband's dream business here in Washington, and which is in the ag industry. Uh -huh. And so I ended up becoming a work-from-home mom and help him kind of grow his dream business. Huh. Which I had, it's in the meat industry. I studied nothing about meat. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was in the ag industry, so I knew how to market it. I didn't know anything else. I mean, I couldn't tell you the d difference of a T-bone and filet. So that was a growing curve as well. Okay. Yep. Okay. So what were you doing in retail? Um, clothes. So I was in, um, I worked for Buckle. Um, I was in sales and I had been in management for a while. Um, and I... I loved the goal of that company, but I just always felt it was just so unorganic for me. And what what do you mean by that? Um, I think that corporate sales is just so different than small business. And okay. I that was something I clicked in when we 
started our first business. Um, what was that? When my husband and I started Pennsylvania Packing oh, okay, House, when okay, we okay, okay, bought okay, okay. Pennsylvania Packing yeah. House, um, I started to just find this passion for small business. And um, I knew I always loved sales, but realizing why I didn't fit in corporate sales. And because I am so passion driven, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what sparked that. And I realized okay, my dream of owning a boutique wasn't just a dream that uh-huh. could be a reality. So, okay. So earlier you mentioned the, like when your love for the boutiques, that was in college, down in Texas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So what, what about that? Okay. So one is what introduced you to that? Mm-hmm. Where did you discover that? And then like what led to that passion for those? Well, first off, um, I love shopping. So um, <laughs> going in and finding these little shops, but there was so much character in them. So um, I went to junior college originally in Brenham, Texas, and they had the cutest little boutiques downtown. And I remember walking in and it just, it was so fun. You could walk in and it was just, there's so much character everywhere. And um, how you felt buying one piece of clothing from the, the, the uh-huh. way they made you feel, the experience. And then, um, you know, they do Antique Week down in Morrington, Texas, and all these boutiques get together. And I remember being like, I loved the style. I loved the loud colors. And obviously, I'm involved in the Western world. So a lot of them are Western boutiques. And I was just like, I, I mean, I was rocking. That is my environment. So that was kind of where I first like discovered boutiques. Mm-hmm. I had seen them online yeah, or, yeah. but to experience it, it was cool. And, um, obviously then like I didn't have the money to shop for like in uh-huh. boutiques and stuff. Um, but like I said, I'd been involved in retail and then, um, so I kind of got like the sales side of retail from corporate retail, but, um, just going into those boutiques, it always, it felt so cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you're in – okay, so you decide not to finish yep. your degree. Mm-hmm. Was there any um, – like the – all of the agriculture stuff had been such a big part of mm-hmm. you up to that point. Was there any um, – how was that decision made? Like that – Honestly, kind of it was big... made – I think – Finances were a huge huge part. Mm -hmm. I didn't have support financially. And to be working a full-time job and taking 21 credits, and at this point, I had transferred to a major university. And um, it was was hard. I was trying to balance a work life, school life, Mm -hmm. a social life. And um, like I said, my husband and I had reconnected. Um, We were actually introduced by one of his cousins. So when he reached out to me... um, we just hit it off. We actually met up in DC and it was one of those things where like, you just, you know, you found your person and I'd known him for years and it just was like, okay. And I remember so much backlash from everybody, you know, are you giving up your dream? Are you this? And I think what everybody didn't see behind the scenes was the struggle that I was putting into school. I mean, I was still wasn't the smartest kid in the room. So the amount of work I was putting in, but also, I mean, Working a full-time job while going to school full-time, it's, it's, a lot. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And so there was times where I felt like, okay, did I give up? You know, did I quit? Uh-huh. And um, I think those really manifested, especially, you know, when my husband, um, we bought his dream business and started going. And I kept thinking, like, did I give up, um, you know, 
what could I be doing to, you know, benefit my family uh-huh. or if I would have finished. And the reality was um, I was looking at it all wrong. Uh, truth be told, I was, you know, looking at all these things like, oh, did I quit this? Instead of looking at the opportunities that it gave me. And also, I think the lessons you learn, college is so much more than what you learn in the classroom. Yeah. And I really grew as an adult kind of being thrown out there like that. Yeah, well, and I'm sure a lot of the things you learned there were super helpful for whenever you guys were taking over yeah. the, that business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So, okay, so obviously not a, well, how was, how was that, dis- like, did you, how quickly were you able to kind of work through that? Oh, quick. Okay, okay. so I am like a total fly by the seat of my pants. Um I feel like once I make a decision, I've made a decision. Okay. Um, And I'm also— That's a wonderful trait to have. Yeah. So um, for me, it was like, you know, we met up in D.C., and he had talked about possibly moving to Texas. And obviously, I was struggling, you know, in school and just working. And I was like, screw it. Let's try something new. I said, I'm going to move there. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, why not? I said, I'll keep my apartment in Lubbock for seven months. I have my lease till August. And um, I said, I can transfer with my company. And I actually remember going to my boss who, shout out to him. <laughs> he was a big asshole. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, I mean, he was just, and I think anybody who worked with me could agree, but just like very demeaning. And he taught me a lot, but at the same time, um, I think he beat me down as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember going to him and being like, Hey, actually, um, I already called up, um, and one of my managers had helped me, but I had called up the manager out here in Morgantown and I was, um, automatically on the phone. She was like, yeah, I want you here. Let's talk. And I want to make you assistant manager. So it ended up working out. And, um, really I was kind of like, if this doesn't work out, I mean, I have my apartment back there and I have a good job. So we're good. Yeah. Okay. You it's, I think for me, I had my mindset and like I said, making decisions, um, making sure you have all your bases covered and then going for it. Yeah. I think there were so many times in my life that I, you know, you come to a cross in life and you're like, okay, where am I going to go with this? And you can go right, you can go left and just see weighing out your options. But the longer that you take to make a decision, I think is where you kind of screw up. Yeah. Well, you can get that like paralysis by analysis. Oh, like that, I oh, end I up getting that. into that. Yeah. That like you spend all the time doing research and it's like, well, you're super planned for this thing, but then you never do the thing. Yeah. Because you've just spent the whole time planning yeah. for either scenario. It's like, well, mm-hmm. just do get to a point where you're confident that it's not going to be a complete disaster yeah. and then do something. A hundred percent. Um and then you can learn along the way. Keep planning while you're doing it or whatever. But yep. um okay. So so you move back here. Mm-hmm. You're still in retail. Yep. Um at what point did you decide okay, so were you you find this this love for these um for these boutiques mm-hmm. did you ever at that point had you considered having your own thing i mean it was definitely like i would love to have this someday mm-hmm. it was that kind of thought um i would love to do this yeah um but i mean at that point in my life it was not even anything that i could be like hey this is you know, I want to do this tomorrow. Yeah. It just, it was kind of like one of those things like, oh, this would be so cool. Like a dream. Yeah. A true dream. Okay. Yeah. So when did that start to become less of this like, oh, if only, and now it's this, like when did it right. start to become tangible? Okay. So um, 
I had left retail. I had had my daughter. Um, we had bought Pennsylvania Packing House. And, um, you know, I'd been thinking about it still. And, I mean, I'd even talked to my mother-in-law and said, like, this is a dream one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so I'd had my daughter. And I think so she's almost five. So she was two or three. And um, the business was going. And it was just after the pandemic. And I was like, okay. I'm losing my fucking mind. Mm. Like, I am a go, go, go kind of girl. And it was to the point, like, my husband didn't really need me at the shop every day. Uh-huh. Um, being home with my daughter is awesome. But I felt like I was kind of losing my mind. Uh-huh. Um, and so, it, and I suffer from extreme anxiety. And it, that had really manifested itself after having my daughter. Looking back, I've had it forever, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but... And so I was getting to the point where seasonal depression was just at an all-time high. And so uh, I actually one day just sat down and started researching um, everything that I needed, licensing, anything like that, um, my overall cost. And so nine hours later, my husband came home from work, (laughs) and I said, just so you know, I applied for my business license. I have – I'm thinking of a name, I said, and he was like – Okay, What what happened today? (laughs) Well, yeah, he was just like, okay, cool. I mean, he had known that Uh this is something I wanted to do. And him and I are very much the same. Like, if you want to do it, do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we... I made it happen. I just, I was so tired of feeling that way. And it had been something I had wanted for so long. And I don't know if you've heard the quote that um, along the lines of the only difference, like, of... Like, there's people out there that are less qualified than you Mm -hmm. doing what you want, but they decided to go for it. So I had read that, um, I want to say, like, a week before, and um, I was like, shit. (laughs) You know what? And I was watching all these girls do all this, and I was like, I can do that. Like, I know that in me, I have that. And so just like moving here, I was like, screw it. We're going to do it. And I committed one day to it. And um, a month and a half later, I had my first drop. I built my own website. I mean, no, I had very little experience in that. Well, what's what's nice right now is that you can make that decision. And generally, you can do pretty decent with everything by yourself. Yeah. And, like, every—it feels super overwhelming. I'm sure that day was, like, there's a lot of shit that you're doing. But if you just figure out what needs to be done. Yeah. And then, I mean, you have the internet. Make a list. Yeah. Literally, get on the internet and make a list. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to someone over Christmas break, actually, um, and he—him and I were talking. And it's an older gentleman, and he said, I think it's so great that— a woman can be anything she wants to be now. You can figure it all out on the internet. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you really can. That goes for anybody. But yeah. 100%. I got on the internet. I Googled. Um, Pennsylvania is really easy. They give you a list of everything you need. Um, it takes like two hours to fill out the paperwork. And bing, bang, boom. You're, yeah. You can be a legitimate business. Yeah. It's, I mean, I didn't know. I I didn't know how to do any of this shit. Yeah. Like, I, it's all just learning on the internet. YouTube mm-hmm. University. Yep. Um, but like. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so you you devote a day to this. Yes. Um, okay, so that morning, was this like a you start Googling and then you find you get into this rhythm and it's like, oh, I'm doing all this today? Or yeah. did you wake up and you're like, I'm making this happen today? No, I kind of got up and was like, I'm going to look into this. Uh-huh. And then when I realized how easy it was, I was like, I'm going to finish this today. <laughs> okay. um, and so by the time you got home, and then it took a couple weeks, I had a friend that I had been messaging back and forth. And 
I mean, life, like I said, I'd just been dealing with extreme anxiety things, um, you know, with family and stuff. And she was like, okay, whatever your boutique name entails, it needs to have fussy in it. And I was like, <laughs> I love that. And so um, a couple of days later, it was like fussy revival. And um, because I just felt like this is like my fussy comeback. Like I have accomplished so much um, with very little help or support and mm-hmm. um, in the past and just seeing where I came from. Because, I mean, honestly, the childhood I had – I I was taught to have confidence, but I don't feel like I was ever encouraged to do it all. And so coming from where I came from and then to being where I am now, that just having that fussy revival come through was big. Yeah. Um, and so that's where it all came from. One day, sitting there on my computer at home, and um, I'm pretty sure my kid watched more Mickey Mouse than ever <laughs> that day, and we just went for it. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, okay. And having a husband that just came home and was like, all right, cool. What? <laughs> um, I mean, for him to believe in me like that was huge because I know that so many women wouldn't have that option. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I did not talk to him that whole day. He was like, <laughs> are you good? <laughs> so, okay, so that's pretty exciting. So how quick – okay, so you said like a month and a half later you have your first drop. Mm-hmm. How did you figure out – did you did you know how you were going to make it happen? So okay, so like the the legality of it, all of those types of things, like that's its own right. that's its own thing. But prior to that day, had you done any research into how to actually make that as a a business or Okay, so um obviously like I had seen different things on the internet, um, mm-hmm. all these boutiques, you know, different vendors they use and whatever. And I had been, I mean, I'd been shopping boutiques for so long at this point. Um, I felt pretty, pretty knowledgeable about vendors and stuff. Um, but there's actually a, a resource called the boutique hub and they have, um, things like the boutique summit, which is a huge convention that you can go to. Um, but they also have different, um, little classes you can take. They have different, um, like, papers you can print. Uh-huh. They have planners you can buy. So all of these things. So I really utilized the boutique hub. Um, and at the time, like it was an extra expense added to this business that I was like, huh. and it ended up really helping that's me. So, so that's how I found that. most of my vendors. That's a, um, summer was on last. She was on on Friday. Her episode comes out to Wednesday to mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, her, it comes out Wednesday, but she has a flower farm. She said the exact, oh, the exact same thing. I know her. Yeah. Uh, but the exact same thing where, like, early on she pays for this resource that's, like, questionable of, like, okay, is this actually worth it? And, and same deal. Like, oh, this was – it saves you so much time in actually figuring out how to do it. Somebody has already done these things. Yeah. like and they're there to coach you. I mean, um, so the owner of the boutique hub um, is Ashley Alderson, and she is just – a boutique genius. Mm -hmm. And she, um, has a lot of connections to the Western world. So I honestly, it was, it's utilizing your resources. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said earlier, you can find anything on the internet. So that's what I did. Yeah. Well, and if you have the, the ability to pay for some of the, like figure out where you need to spend the money. But I mean, in a lot of cases, like spending the money on your education early, like education for the business. Yeah. I mean, in that case, I'm sure that saved that resource saved you countless hours of actually figuring out how to do all of those things on your own. And it kind of set me apart because I wasn't using um, these vendors that everyone else just finds on the Internet Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, I mean, if I try to Google even now, like, you know, Western fashion wholesalers. 
very little comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was utilizing that to kind of get me started. Um, I found as I kept going, I think her classes and those resources were really helpful. So the rest I could kind of push out. Yeah. Um, but she also has a podcast that I listen to weekly. And that has given me a lot of inside advice, too, because I think as a business owner, the most important thing you can do is continue learning. Mm-hmm. So just always using utilizing those resources. I mean, I... I don't know it all, and yeah. I'm never going to know it all. Um, and there's people that have been in business for 15 years that are still learning as well. And, but they're also kind of it, – it gives you the chance to jump over some hurdles or obstacles yeah. um, by paying attention to what other people have done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no need for you to make the same yeah. mistake as others, especially if they're talking about it and giving the information. A hundred percent. And I think something I found in the boutique community um, is – because th- there's women from all over the United States. They, they actually have women all over the world. Um, but it is a community, mm-hmm. like community over competition. And I think that goes That's for cool. any business. Um, everybody's on a different level. So instead of looking at, you know, this person starting up a business and they're my competition, mm-hmm. well, no, you're your own competition. Everybody has – and that's where kind of branding your business comes in. Yeah. And there's plenty of, that's that like, there's only a certain amount of slices of the pie. It's like, there's, that pie is massive. Mm-hmm. Like, there's plenty of people that right. are looking what for these things. What do you bring to that pie? Yeah. And that's my thing. Um, looking at what you bring to the table. Um, and like I said, that's, I think, the most important thing I've learned this last year is branding. I mean. So, so when you're like, okay, so you have this idea for for this thing for however long mm-hmm. um, and you finally figure out like today's the day I'm doing it. Yeah. You had, you already, um, did you already have access to all those resources to figure out how to actually do everything or so is this I'd an after? About them. Okay. So, okay. Um, but I used that point. like month and a half before I dropped to kind of um, soak in as much as I could. Uh-huh. Um, and that's where I found a lot of my first vendors. Cause it, some of the vendors I use in the beginning, I don't use now. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's I started to utilize it in that first month, and I was just soaking it all up because uh-huh. I was like, I mean, I jumped on social media that day. I created an Instagram account, posted <laughs> coming soon, and mind you, I'm not from here, so I really I had all my friends from all over the United States, uh-huh. but I was like marketing to people here that were like, who the heck is this yeah, girl? Who is this lady? Yeah. Uh, okay, so did you already had you already thought about the like you've mentioned it a couple times? This like differentiator. Had you already thought about any of that kind of stuff? Like what made your, whatever this was going to be, whatever made that special? Or was that something you've kind of been tweaking and kind of learning along the way? So I knew that my biggest goal was to help women find confidence because, Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing I had, I had already worked in retail. So Mm -hmm. for so long, I had heard like, I'm too old to wear those colors. Um, I'm too old to wear jeans like that. Or, um you know, I only like to wear black or whatever it might be. Okay. And so my goal was to help women find confidence in whatever the heck they wanted to wear. Um, And so that was my goal. That was it. I'm going to help women find confidence. Um, And I think in the last couple of years, it's just grown into so much more. Um, Like I said earlier, community over competition. And I've had to grow as a person. Uh Um, And so now my goal is, yes, helping women find confidence, but also giving women a place to come and just be themselves. And it's kind of 
funny because I think I've attracted a lot of moms and a lot of young girls are like, oh, she only sells mom clothes, mm. you know, or whatever. It's not the case. Um, but I've attracted this community of women who have appreciated that goal. I mean. That's cool. So what was the, okay, so, okay. So the goal is to help women find confidence. Was there anything like beyond the clothing, like, was there anything else that you, you were planning to do or that you wanted to do to help strive towards that goal? Does that make sense? Like in the beginning, really, it was just like, okay, we're going to use clothes to help women find confidence. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I want them to wear, I want them to find their favorite outfit and walk into public and be like, I am the shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And since then it's become so much more than clothes. I feel like tomorrow I could have three shirts for sale and women would show up just because they enjoy the environment. I think an experience is so much more important than the product you're selling Mm -hmm. um, and delivering that experience. So whether it be events or, you know, conversations, whatever it might be, it's the experience. So how do you create that experience? Like, what do you, what is your thought process or what goes into creating that experience for you? Like, what do you think it is that you're doing that is driving that mission? Um, Honestly, uh, creating the experience, one, I've utilized the pop-ups um, because selling online is great. And, um, you know, I can talk to everybody through mm-hmm. Facebook, but face-to-face meeting your customers, nothing beats it. Yeah. Um, and I think, so having these pop-ups where women can come, I've done just ladies nights out. I mean, people bring their kids and it's so, it's fun. Um, and so it's just the energy you bring. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't even know if I could put that into words, um, it's the energy. Yeah. Well, and you're doing more than just selling online. Oh, yeah. Like you, you've you got, like you said, pop-up events. You're doing these girls' nights. Like those are all things that, I don't know, I don't, I'm not shopping for women's clothing. But right. it doesn't feel like a common thing. Well, like wine and shopping and talking mm-hmm. and also getting to know your customers. Mm-hmm. I mean, my customers can purchase the wrong size and immediately – most of them are regulars, and I can, like, text them personally and be like, hey, it's Maria from Fussy. Did you mean to buy this size? <laughs> and they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for letting me know. Or, oh, yeah, I did. Whatever it might be. Um, or, like, you know, it's a gift for somebody. <laughs> but they're cool. like, thank you so much for recognizing that. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and personalizing things. So one thing I do is I have handwritten thank you notes. Uh-huh. Um, I think all these really cute cards that other people are doing that they put in purchases are cute. But – Hand, taking time to handwrite a card and put a personal message to that customer, mm-hmm. whether they be a new customer or a regular, um, it's – I want them to know how appreciative I am. But also, this is the heart of my business. Uh-huh. Like, tomorrow, if you didn't buy clothes from me, I'm still going to give you a hug on the street because you mean that much to me. Like, do – okay, so when you're – so you've – as you grow, mm-hmm. is there any concern or, like – have you thought about how you can continue to provide that experience as you're growing? Because that's going yeah. like handwritten notes becomes way more difficult. Or like if you have as an example, orders a day, yeah, or like it, any of those things. How have you thought through like how you can continue to create that experience? So I mean, obviously, I've told you I'm a fly by the seat of my pants gal. Mm-hmm. So when um, things come up, I kind of like when things arise. I take care of it. Um, But I have thought, you know, in the future, things are going to look a little different. And I think even with the storefront, I'm going to be shopping in person with a lot of these Uh girls instead of online. So, um, you know, 
how I'm going to incorporate those notes uh-huh. or whatever it might be. Um, but I think too, that just goes into, um, delivering an experience. So, you know, in the future, if I, hopefully I'm filling over a hundred orders a day, uh-huh. let's hope. Um, but the reality is if we get to that point, um, I think just creating that culture of mm-hmm. women that support that brand, um, is going to be what kind of drives me through that. Yeah. And with you like being hands-on and being really mm-hmm. with, um, like spending the time with the customers, yeah. you know, you know what will kind of hit with them. Well, like, I think in any business and one thing I've learned, um, let your cus- customers drive your business. My mm-hmm. customers dictate what direction I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard this from several other boutique owners when I listen to podcasts and stuff. Allowing your customers to dictate your business, it's hard, but I mean, essentially you're doing this for them, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, you're doing it to make money, but without these people, yeah. your dream is not flourishing. Yeah. So um, using, utilizing your customers, I mean, I use them often to say, hey girls, do we like this or this? Or, you know, what do you want to see coming forward or whatever it might be, allowing your customers to have that part in your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it's it's super easy to think like oh i've got this great idea no. this is what it is they're mm-hmm. gonna love it it's like nobody wants it there's things that i'm like sure, oh my great, gosh but... i love this and i buy it and uh-huh. nobody buys it and i'm like okay everyone else hates my style <laughs> yeah. what am i even doing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um okay so so you've got at what point did you decide okay well actually let me before i get there did you always want to get into brick and mortar or were you gonna? Were you good with online? Okay, so my I would originally have loved to do brick and mortar from the gate um, because I love the idea of the experience of a storefront. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I would walk into those boutiques and I love the feeling, but logically, it just was not the right move. I mean, the overhead and yeah. Again, I wasn't from here, so I didn't have a customer following. If I could give anyone advice, I would say that the most important thing you can do is build your following, build your online presence, and then decide if you mm-hmm. want to do brick and mortar. Um, my belly is growling. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but the most important thing you can do is um, growing that following. So I would not change a thing. Um, I'm really excited to go to brick and mortar, and it's going to be a completely different ball game uh-huh. from what I hear. Um But I think having my online store was a game changer for me. So, no, it wasn't. I think originally, and it worked out being a mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have had the best time being home with my daughter and she'll be going to kindergarten next year. So that'll be kind of cool. We can start together. Right. It's exactly (laughs) Um, the same as what, uh, what Summer said. Yes. Um, And I mean, selfishly, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to miss spending as much time as I have with her now, but I am so excited for this next chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So. You wanted that, didn't really plan on it, though. Um, Did, okay, so let's go back to the, because this keeps coming up, this growing your following. How, did you know that was going to be super important at the beginning? I mean, I knew having customers was important. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. But no, I, I didn't, I knew nothing about that, to be honest. I have learned as we've gone, um, I 
I just attended a pop-up actually. And they laughed because my girls were there before the pop-up and it was only a couple girls. It's not like what usually shows up. And she was like, you have like a cult like following. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. And she's like, these are your groupies. And I'm like, a hundred percent. And I guess like I, I wanted that, like I wanted that girl gang mentality. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know how to make that happen. So it just kind you... of organically produced. Um, yeah. So how have you, how have you done that then? So um, obvi- like you super active on social media. Yeah, like, which I hate social media. Same. It's the demise it, of my existence right it's now. So difficult. And but it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't love it, but I know it's a necessary, uh, it's, I, I love scrolling. I hate having I to manage the, the posting. Well, and of honestly, it's just, it is such, I hate to complain about it because it is such an advantage to business owners mm-hmm. now. And it's, I mean, it's free it's marketing, yeah. but it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so was that the is is that kind of your main um, the main way you've been able to do that? Oh, hundred percent. Without social media, my business would be nothing. I even have noticed that, um, like, if I'm not keeping up with social media like I should be, mm-hmm. um, things are not selling because people like to scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, social media was my gate to everybody because I knew no one and. I mean, Facebook was great because you can invite people to like your page. People Mm -hmm. share things. Instagram is a whole nother beast Mm -hmm. um, that I'm still learning. Um, I mean, you have to add people to try to get them to follow you. It's very hard. Um, So, yes, I utilize social media, and that's what I do for my pop-ups and stuff. It's kind of how I get the word out. But I've also recently got got into text marketing um, and emails, Uh So, which is a game changer. And it's something that I'm learning, Um, again, always researching and this is something that keeps coming up and it's really common um that people are just preaching like hey this is the next thing mm-hmm. like with the algorithms and stuff it's kind of a way to eliminate your load on social media but still marketing your business yeah do um did you use any any paid or just uh so in the beginning i used paid for my facebook and okay. it was booming and then facebook locked me out and they wanted me to um <laughs> oh, no <laughs> they wanted me to verify my identity so here i am downloading uh, my driver's license on facebook and they still won't let me in so everything i do now is organic hmm Yep. You're not the first person I've heard deal yeah. with that, actually. So here I am. I'm just organically trying to utilize Facebook, and some days it works, <laughs> and some days it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Well, that's yep. lovely. It is. Yep. Um, okay. Mind you, I have two business accounts on Facebook, so it's even – it's harder. Uh, but yeah. it's honestly – I think that doing it that way has taught me so much more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. So you're moving into brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. How did that come – when did you – when did you figure out that this was something that was viable to okay, go to brick so, and mortar? Um, well, we purchased a rental property that has a retail space. And originally, I was like, we were like, okay, we'll put someone else in there, you know, kind of like offset that, mm-hmm. um, get that going. And um, we had a huge life change in November. And I just finally looked at my husband and I was like, you're going to hate me. <laughs> I need you to kick Deb out. And he was like, and he didn't have a lease with her. And he was like, it was this little old lady. Sorry, Deb. <laughs> She's wonderful. Um, and he was like. Bye, Deb. Yeah. He was like, okay. And she was like, oh, Mr. Doug, it's okay. I'm so excited for your wife. Meanwhile, she just put all these updates into this. So now my husband's mad because, like, we're in the hole. Like, he's like, now I got to pay Deb back. Uh And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So 
It was November, and I was like, we're going to do it. So, um, yeah, we kicked Deb out, and um, (laughs) thank God she wasn't in there, like, packed in yet. And I was like, we're going to do this. So I went in and started remodeling, and um, I had been staining. There's, like, a closet that I was turning into a fitting room. I had been staining, and I put all the rags in a bag, and I left for the night, and the building actually caught on fire. Okay. So kicked, I hell? feel like that was karma, to be honest. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by the City of Washington, Citywide Development Corporation. Uh, if you're a small business in Washington and you need another set of eyes on your situation or uh, you need help growing, you're not sure what's going on with the business, you can't figure out how to get out of the uh, the current struggles you're going through. Um, you're just looking for ways to become a little bit more efficient. Um, anything else like that. Um, or if you don't know where to go next, you don't know who to find to fix whatever the problem is, reach out. Um, the uh, WCDC is a free resource. Uh, we're here to help. The links are down below. Um, reach out. Like I said, it's a free resource. Now back to the episode. Building burns down. Okay, so... Building burns um, down. That's crazy. So I wake up in the morning, and I had heard my f- husband's phone ringing, and I thought it was his alarm. Like, I was like, okay, no biggie, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, so he comes back home, because he left. I thought he just got up for work. And he's like, hey, um, are you awake? And I'm like, laying there watching the news, and I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, are you awake? And I was like, yes. And he's like, can you hear me? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yes, I can hear you. And he's like your boutique caught fire last night. And I'm like, oh my God, well, we have renters. And I start panicking. I'm like, is everyone okay? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what happened? I'm like, was it those dang space heaters? Like, I just knew. And he was like, I I think it was the rags. And I'm like, the rags? Okay, well, moral of the story is spontaneous combustion is a real thing. Um, The rags, the stain on the rags, and with all the sawdust and the fumes from the paint and the stain, um, the rags caught fire. So luckily it was on one side of the building and um, the smoke had just gone up to our renters and nothing else. The storefront was a complete loss. We've had to completely renovate the whole thing down to the studs. Um, It was, and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, oh my God. I was the last one in there. I was staining. I'm like, am I going to jail? And he's like, you're not going to jail, but they do have to interview you. And I'm like, okay. So I go in and, you know, we live in a small, we live in Claysville and the fire chief's like, it's okay. And, um, the fire marshal was wonderful. And he was like, just tell me what happened. I'm like, I was staining and I left the rags and he's like, it's a, it's okay. Like, and I'm like, okay. And I mean, I'm like panicked. Okay. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And then I'm thinking, like, this is my karma for kicking Deb out? <laughs> and luckily, you know, they took care of our renters. We had everyone come in and check the electrical and everything, and everything was good. So they got to go back in, which was my biggest concern. Like, did I just ruin someone's life, uh-huh. basically? And so we were good. Um, and I'm thinking, like, okay, am, what is happening in my life? Because, like I said, we had had a big life change in November, and then this had happened, and I was, like, trying to process everything mm-hmm. going on, and I'm like, all right. So, thank God we had insurance, and we've, you know, um, now we're in the process of renovating it. So, a contractor is, because I'm not allowed to go down there anymore, I don't think. <laughs> okay. 
That is, I mean, that is what. So yes. you just throw some rags in a bag and. Well, that's mind the you, end. I took shop classes, so like I should have known better. Um, so now I have like told everybody, okay, and my husband has actually received texts, um, like, hey, thank your wife, I bought a staining bucket, like where you put your rags in with a lid, um, but. Yeah, moral of the story, if you are staining <laughs> oh anything, get a staining bucket and put your rags in water. Um, do not ever. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I know. Yeah. Um, I'm just out here changing lives. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's crazy. So that is a little bit of a setback on the uh, yeah. on mm-hmm. the store front. Well, it was like and a setback <laughs> on the store front. <laughs> setback mentally. Like yeah, it was just yeah, yeah. like, what is life? Again, sorry, Deb. Like... Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So reset on the storefront. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So now you've got like, okay, so let's take a little bit of a step back though. How, uh, how did you know that you were ready to do a storefront? Um, again, fly by the seat of my pants. I, and I don't know if it was jealousy because Deb was going to my storefront, but literally I was just like, okay, I'm ready for that next step. Pop-ups have been going great, but people are begging to have a place to try things on. Uh-huh. I mean, I had people coming to my house to try things on weekly. Like they just pop in, try them on in my bathroom and it was cool. Um, but it was like, okay, it's time. Like either we need to do something in our basement. That's mm-hmm. like a small walk-in store. Um, but we had a retail space. So it was kind of like a no brainer. Like, why aren't we utilizing this? Yeah. Um, and I just knew my business was ready for a next step. Ideally, my goal was to have um, – I wanted a mobile trailer so I could go to these pop-ups and not have mm. to, you know, unload all my shit mm-hmm. and carry racks in. And I'm, you know, packing clothes in. I tie them in garbage bags so they don't get dirty. I mean, it's a whole process. Yeah. So I was like, okay, ideally, by year three, I would like to have a trailer. And now here we are having a brick and mortar instead. So Okay. Um, okay, so the planning of the brick and mortar, mm-hmm. um, you've mentioned several times the experience of the boutiques that you've been in that you love. Yeah. How are you approaching, like, the creation of that experience? So one thing, it's been very hard, like, staying unique. So I love what all of these boutiques look like, but I need to put my personal touch on it. So, you know, we have Pinterest and all these things, but I don't want a cookie cutter of mm-hmm. what everything else I've seen. Um, and so kind of taking ideas from even things that I remember that I loved about other places um, and putting that into play. Obviously, a lot of pink. Um, we're staying with the Western rustic vibe, but kind of like make it glam, uh-huh. you know, Western, make it glam. Okay. Um. So I'm really excited. The design, I call myself the design team, my contractor. (laughs) Shout out to Bruce um, with Rescom. If anybody needs contractor, 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, But he, I joke, I'm like design team meeting and I'll be like, Doug, text Bruce this. So um, I have it all in my head. My husband's like, I don't know how you do that. I can't visualize any of this. But um, I mean, I already have wallpaper up in my head. So we're there. So that's been a thing just and slowly, like if I see an idea, I like kind of putting a personal spin on it mm-hmm. and um, just making notes. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So how is your, um, what other kinds of changes like, okay, so obviously now you've got a storefront, um, yeah. you guys own the building. So that is helpful. Yeah. Um, what else do you have like operationally, how, how is everything going to change now that you'll have, you're not just online? 
Like what yeah. are the other things? Obviously now you've got people coming in, you've got hours to worry about. Yeah. You've got all these things. What are some of those, the biggest things that are coming up? They're like, oh shit, this is going to be way different now. Um, Everything. So <laughs> I'm like every day I'm stressing myself out with like, oh shit, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. So for the summer, um, because it's my daughter's last summer before she gets kindergarten. Um, First off, we love to explore. Like we go to the lake, you know, I spend the day laying by the pool with my best friend, whatever it might be. Um, My husband and I like to take weekend trips with our kid. Mm-hmm. And so recognizing that life is totally going to shift in Uh that regard. Um, I'm going to, because I'm a newer business, kind of use that to my advantage. And this summer, um, I'm actually going to be posting, because I utilize social media, um, be posting my store hours for the week um, every week. So um, kind of like a restaurant would do their specials for the week. Um, Like, hey, this week I'm going to be in the store these days. and um, But if you want to come in for an appointment, awesome. Just shoot me a message. And I know that that's going to hurt in the beginning Mm -hmm. and I won't be utilizing that space as much as I should. Um, but again, I have a four-year-old daughter. So navigating that as a mom, Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to totally go boss bitch on this and be in there 24 seven. That's not reality for my life. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, and hiring, I think I've made myself such a big part of this business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm the face of the business. Um, and so I think right now hiring some more help and stuff, um, that scares me. And I think any business owner goes mm-hmm. through that, like kind of like, here's the reins. Um, but I think too, my customer base, I don't know if they're ready for that. Okay. So how, well, you also have like online isn't going away, right? Oh no. Yeah. No. So um, so you'll also have that that'll kind of like, if you can't well, stop in, then. Yeah. And to be honest, this, um, so. so a lot of boutiques, because they've grown, they're so big now, they'll have like an online store and then things in their storefront are separate. Um, because I'm so small scale, everything's going to be together now. So anything okay. that's in store is online. Okay. Um, and so that'll be really helpful too. And I'm going to keep it that way until I kind of outgrow that and we'll mm-hmm. navigate that situation when we get there. Yeah. Um, okay. So. That's going to be, man, that's going to be interesting. It's so, going to be interesting. Um, okay, so you've got the hour situation. How, um, hmm. so every week you're going to be posting the hours. Yes. That, I, again, you've got online, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like Right. And I think, so for me, I think because I have such a loyal following um, and having those personal relationships mm-hmm. with my customers, like I said, hey, if you have an event coming up and you need an appointment this week or your kids go into summer camp and you have a day and you mm-hmm. want to come shop, totally cool with that. Um, I mean, you set appointments to get your hair done. You mm-hmm. set appointments to get your nails done. So I'm cool with that. Like, hey, open appointment or, you know, there's a day that I'm working down there and you see I'm open, pop in. But the reality is... Um, I had to figure out a way to still be able to be a mom and mm-hmm. a business owner. So this summer, that's how we're going to navigate it. Yeah. Going into the fall um, is when I think I'm going to put my big girl pants on and we're going to have set business hours. Okay. And I think I'll be more comfortable um, navigating what staffing will look like then. When you when you guys bought that, that property, mm-hmm. did you, like, had you thought about what, Okay, so you buy that or you're looking for properties. Mm-hmm. Did you think that you were going to have a space in that? And did that play into what you were looking at? Or was this just like an available thing that you... No. Um, so I kind of let my husband take the reins on the rental property. This has been his dream to get into rentals and mm-hmm. deal with that. Um, he actually... I didn't really have a big part in it. And usually we do 
pretty much obviously everything mm-hmm. together. And it was kind of like, okay, you take the lead. Like if you feel like this is a good space and, um, ideally, like I said, financially, I was just kind of like, okay, we can rent that space out, have uh-huh. that income. That's great. Um, until I realized like my business needed a next step mm-hmm. and I needed to figure out what that was. And then, like I said, huge life change in November. And it was like, okay, we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're ready for that next step. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay. Um, and then, okay. So hiring, that's mm-hmm. going to wait a little bit. What are some of the other things that you're running into right now that you're, um, either not worried about, but thinking about pretty heavily as, I mean, you're not that far out from So one thing is I'm trying to navigate right now, um, having inventory for this, the online store, Mm -hmm. holding back new arrivals for this grand opening, because I mean, having a storefront, I have a lot of people that shop with me every drop. Mm -hmm. So making sure that I have new arrivals for them. I do have, you know, I have customers that don't shop with me all the time. So they'll have pieces that are like, oh, I saw this on the online Uh store, but also keeping that momentum. Because I think now that people know that I'm opening an online store too, they're like, well, I'm just going to wait till I can try that on. So I'm Uh, navigating all these turning wheels. And, um, and then also I'm so used to doing pop-ups. I've turned down a lot of pop-ups because I'm scaling back uh-huh. until I can come forward. So it has oh, wow. been, my That's business cool. is in a huge transition and it has been very stressful for me. Okay. It, does the amount of in, like everything that you're keeping on hand, is that going yes. substantially up or like, how is that? So everything I'm keeping on hand, I have a lot of things that, I mean, and I think anyone can relate to this. I'm putting, I'm holding back so much right now. So I have a lot of money sitting, mm-hmm. waiting for this grand opening. Oh my God. Um, and it wasn't something that I could start in December. I mean, I was uh-huh. waiting for spring arrivals and summer arrivals and all of these things. So having to navigate that um, financially um, as a business mm-hmm. owner, okay, what is my budget for this week? And, you know, what am I looking for? What is my theme going to be? But also I'm having to think, even further into the summer. Mm -hmm. So shopping for that, um, that is my biggest obstacle right now is holding things back and then, but also still trying to please my customer base presently. Yeah. Do you normally operate in, you've mentioned the drops a couple times. Is it Mm -hmm. a like limited drops that you've done or is there always? So I always do drops. Um, so basically what a drop is, it's my online drop. So um, this week's collection of what I've, mm-hmm. you know, what I have for you. Um, and it's the hottest new arrivals. This is what's in. This is what's trending. You know, spring's coming. Um, and so the drops are cool. I think in the beginning, the drops created this, like, competitiveness in all my customers. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, cutthroat. Like, they were getting online and sizes were selling out like this. And when I first started, I had one size run of everything. Well, there's some things that I have a size run of 10 right now. And I refuse to go above 10. Like, sorry, ladies. Um, because that's boutique uh-huh. style, you know. And that's one thing I've had to kind of like um, focus on. You don't – it's that controlling sales and that's that fine line. Mm-hmm. Am I controlling sales right now? And I have to be careful um, with that. But also focusing on, like like I said, the boutique style. So focusing on 
am I, I don't want to sell 20 of these shirts because mm-hmm. then everyone's going to have the same shirt. And that's part of the uniqueness of what I do. But also then I got people yelling at me like mm-hmm. you've sold out of my size. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, but be quicker. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. These girls are crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, um, and so that's my drops. I drop them online, say like, I'll start advertising mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, next Friday at seven o'clock I'm dropping. Um, and it's gone to the point my site is glitching now at seven o'clock on Friday. Mm-hmm. And people are texting me like my cart just disappeared. And I'm like, I don't know. Contact Shopify. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. Okay. So uh, how, how do you think that's going to change when you have a storefront? Will you do limited like online drops or? So to be honest, um, everything goes in the store will also be online. And I don't know how I'm going to navigate that yet. Um, I think it'll come to me. Uh-huh. I'm hoping. Um, you know, I've started to think about that. Like, are we going to still do drops? Am I going to give my online customers first like kind of first grabs and then whatever's mm-hmm. left will be in the store. Um, but it, I don't know yet. <laughs> I mean, when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to really hype up the storefront for a while. Yeah. So I think a lot of things are going to be in the storefront and then whatever's kind of like hanging on, I'll throw it on the online store just because I want to get people in the door. And as much as I want to grow my online business, my main focus right now is I love the community I live in. Um, you know, obviously we're really passionate about growing businesses in Washington County. And so I think pushing that storefront and getting people in the door and providing that experience in the end will benefit my store, my online store. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sure it doesn't have to be black or white either. Like you can do, you know, maybe this month, you're just doing um, in-store releases mm-hmm. and then, you know, or like one in every four is an online only. The yeah. rest of them are in-store. Like right. there's, a, there's a bunch of different ways you can manage that so that the people that don't live locally yes. can still get in on that community and don't mm-hmm. feel left out. Um, and then you can continue to build that because the more you build that, yep. the quicker you, the, the, um, the in-store, right. like that becomes more sustainable. Yep. Um, Okay, that will be interesting. That's going to be fun. <laughs> that's going to be fun to deal Talk with. Talk to me next year this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, man, okay, so you've got all of these things that are changing. Mm-hmm. How in the world, like, planning for, so this got set back by quite some time. Yeah. How are you planning, like, okay, you're holding some things back. Mm-hmm. You're not selling as much because you're not putting out as much. Like, how mm-hmm. are you, are you just figuring all that out as you, like, you know what has to happen. You right. know you need to be doing these things. But yes. like, like you said, financially for the business, that is a lot of figuring out to happen. Yeah. How are you thinking about, like, that is, okay, that's one, a lot going on. Lists. Like, my whole life is a list. I I have, like, 15 different lists. Uh um, And everything goes onto a list. And then, you know. um, But honestly, some things are day by day. I Mm -hmm. think one thing about being a business owner is you have to be able to adapt quickly. So, you know, on the pivot, what am I going to do here? What is working and what is not? Um, I'm really lucky that I have vendors that a lot of them have like weekly drops and things like that. Some do not. So a lot of the things I'm buying in are from vendors that, you know, I'm shopping way ahead. Um, It's being on a pivot. It's being able to think quickly, Mm -hmm. reading your customers. Um, 
like I said, this last drop wasn't one of my best, um, but it wasn't terrible. And just like reading into my customers, like I said, I think a lot of it is um, people are waiting for this online store. Everybody loves an event. Mm -hmm. I didn't predict my last pop-up would have as many women as it did. And I think it's just that hype and people want experience. And Are, are most of your customers local? Yes. And I have a lot of customers online that are um, from all over because I've lived uh -huh. all over. Yeah. Um, but yes, I've most of my girls are local. Okay. That's cool. That Yeah. That's cool. Um, hmm. Yeah, that is a that's a weird you're in a very interesting situation. Yeah. Um, are you when was your last pop up? Um, so my last pop up was in February at Red Fox Winery. Um, awesome event venue. Um, any local vendors that are looking to grow their business, they don't charge you. So they love to have you out because oh, it helps cool them. Spot. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, do you plan on doing any more in between like before the, the opening? Just No. So that's okay. what's killing me right now. <laughs> um, I actually just turned down my biggest event that I did last year um, was Ag Days. And I said I couldn't do it this year because I just can't, I cannot mm -hmm. navigate that. And I think financially as a business owner, you have to think smart right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going, I'm investing a ton into this storefront. So that's kind of where my focus mm -hmm. is. So kind of making that decision as a business owner and sacrificing right now, mm -hmm. I know it'll be worth it in the end, yeah. but it's hard making those decisions. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So are you, May is the anticipated yep. date. Um, do you have anything significant, like in the planning phase or as, as you're approaching that, mm -hmm. um, it sounds like you kind of have a lot of it, at least kind of figured out. Yeah. Um, are there any like major obstacles still to, to opening there? Like, obviously I'm sure you're, you're like you said, you're still rebought, like yeah. you've got to redo So they're remodeling place, and so. they're doing a wonderful job. Um, <clears throat> and then as soon as they're finished, we're going in with, putting all of our fixtures in. My mm -hmm. husband's building built-in fixtures. Um, you know, obviously getting wallpaper up and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and I think it'll all come together. Um, but, I mean, I don't at this moment have any obstacles. I'm sure so many yeah. will arise. Yeah. Um, I One thing I'm worried about is the size of the space. I know how my gals like to shop, and they all show up at one time. And so it's going to be big. And um navigating like, okay, what is that going to look like? Do we uh, need to have two registers? Um, so the anticipation of what do we need? Uh -huh. um, but I mean, it all, it comes to you. And I think as a business owner, like I said, pivot. So I feel like I have everything pretty planned out, lists, lists, lists. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest thing right now is getting this remodel done, getting in, getting things set up, and then I'll know kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So are there any, um, you've got, she, I think you mentioned Shopify. I mm -hmm. think I saw it on your site too. Yep. So you're using that. Are how are you going to, everything's the same in store, at least the plan right now, everything's in store and online. How are you, um, do you know how you're going to be linking like to manage all of your inventory? Do you know how that's all going to work yet? Or Oh, so Shopify makes that really easy. Um, you can have, it's all linked right there on your site. And you mm -hmm. can put like, if this is available in store only, mm -hmm. like on your POS, or if it's available on are both you, online. Are you using their in-store POS? Yep. Okay. And it, I've had nothing but success with it. Um, I think their rates are a little higher, but honestly, it's worth it for me. Yeah. Um, it They track inventory great. I've maybe had one or two issues ever. 
Um, and I know their online system's solid. Yeah. Um, I haven't used their, yeah, their in-store. I utilize um, their POS, um, and it's been great. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good to know. And it links to your phone. You can link it to an mm-hmm. iPad, so it's really, really nice. You can, I mean, um, you do your barcodes and everything, so you can scan right in. makes it so cool. easy. That's yep. nice. Um, okay. Is there anything else as you're approaching that is like a, um, man, you've got, there's so many, you've got so much Mm -hmm. going on. Like that is such a big transition Um, or not transition because you're doing both still. Yeah. um, Or you will be doing both. So um, like just an addition to a business, I think adding, going from online to brick and mortar, the hardest part for me is going to be still utilizing my online store Mm -hmm. like I should. Um, And like people out of state expect me to, you know, Mm -hmm. that'll be the hardest thing. And I, I'll navigate that as it comes. I think with anything, you can anticipate how it's going to go, but yeah. you never really know until it's in motion. Yeah. Well, and keeping, yeah, keeping that store fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean. And with... I think that's something else with being, um, going to brick and mortar. The hardest thing for me is going to be seasons. Um, navigating that in store instead of just online. Um, There's just so much in day-to-day that changes. Rather than online, I can kind of mark it like, okay, we're going into summer. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in store, we have Memorial Day, 4th of July, whatever it might be. I think it'll be really good to build that experience, those experiences in store, but it's going to require a lot more of me as a business owner. Yeah. 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 So Uh, I feel like I'm leveling up in a way. Um, You know, I've really made my face... I like made myself the face of this business, which uh-huh. is great, but I feel like now um, it's kind of like that next level. Like, okay, you're, it's, t- it's time to shine. Like, like good luck. Um, I think a storefront, the way I'm starting, just kind of like my online store, I started slow and I built mm-hmm. it. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. And I think that's what I see so many other business owners doing is we're going to jump all in and we're just going to run, run, run until uh-huh. this train runs out. Um, fast fashion has been a huge thing with that. You know, everybody wants to sell this one brand because it's so hot right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that. Like, I ride it out. So I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of what everyone else is selling and whatever. So focusing on the fact that this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. I'm not going to have it all figured out in the beginning, but I'm going to figure it out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, like you've said it a couple times, like you can plan for a lot of these things, mm-hmm. but it's probably going to go a little bit like plan enough. Plan enough. <laughs> and then just figure it out. Like, be adaptable. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like, don't don't get too, too bought into any of the decisions that you've made because they might not be right. 100%. And I think even through, like, just in the last few months, talking things out loud or whatever mm-hmm. to my husband, recognizing, like, you know what? I don't think that's going to work like it did. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I thought I was for sure going to have set hours all summer. And the closer we got, I'm like what was I thinking? Like, yeah. is my kid going to be a slave to my business? Yeah. Yeah. Happy yeah. summer. You get to go to work with dad and then you get to go to work with yeah. mom, you know? Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. That's going to be, how are you? Okay. So when you're thinking about those hours, how are you like, it's going to be week by week, but how are you determining what those hours are going to be? Like, is so, it, Again, pulling my customers like, okay. hey, what days are you most likely to come in and shop mm-hmm. with me? Um, you know, 
if I'm having a drop, like I'm going to have a ton of new arrivals this week. So I'm dropping those on Wednesday. I'm definitely going to be in there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I want everybody to come in and try them on. Um, So focusing on those things, what we've got going on weekly, um, and then just navigating around it. I mean, I think letting your customers not control your business, but have an opinion on your business. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, hey, ladies, I need your help. What do y'all want from me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Which I think is where a lot of business owners, too, um, go wrong. Like, you know, and I think, like I said earlier, I can pick a shirt out and nobody's going to buy it Mm -hmm. because it was my style. So remembering that it's not just you, it's it's everybody else. Like, you are here to serve a purpose, but your purpose is for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so do you think that with this storefront, do you think it, um, I mean, it seems pretty pretty clear, but the the goal of the business is still the same? Oh, 100%. I think now more than ever, um, now that I've created this community of women, for me, um, my goal is if you're going to walk through the doors of this store, I want you to leave feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want you to leave and... If you walked in with any ounce of doubt, you're walking out and that's gone. Um, Whether it be you bought clothes or you didn't. Um, My biggest thing is making sure that women, one, none of us are the same. I sell women's clothing. I sell women's sizing. I'm not, you know, I'm not advertising to the teenage girl, but I do Mm -hmm. have extra smalls in here because if you want to rock my clothes, rock them. Mm -hmm. We go extra small to 3X for a reason. Um, I want women to feel good about themselves. I want them to feel cute. I know that I feel my best when I'm dressed up. You know, I've, there's been comments made especially now that I'm so present on social media and stuff. You know, well, you're always so dressed up. Well, you're so this. I feel good like that. That's uh-huh. why I do it. Um, I don't do it because I feel the pressure to. I'm also a face of my business. So if I'm constantly walking around in sweatpants, you know, and whatever, they're going to be like, she's not even wearing what she's yeah. selling. Yeah. But I think the reality is letting women know it's okay to feel yourself. It, there's nothing wrong with being confident. Um, I actually was just getting my hair done a few weeks ago, and we were talking about, like, it's 2023. Like, being a mean girl's out. Like, we're grown-ass women. Act like it. And, you know, how um, my hairdresser was saying, she was like, you know, you, like, if I'm dressed like this, I'm not dressed up enough. But then I could be overdressed, you know, and I have these women that are saying I'm too much. And I find that such a common theme now. And I want, it's like breaking that culture. Like, no, be whoever the fuck you want to be. Wear Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck you want to wear. If, you know, you want to walk around in a bright pink shirt with cheetah, do it. There's no age limit. There's no size limit. There's nothing like those are made up rules Uh and we're not here for it. That is my mission. Like feel yourself. If you want to wear all black, wear all black. Like I love it. If you want to wear fuchsia pink every day, all day, do it. (laughs) What's your color? Let's find it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. Um, Man, is there anything... I mean, you want to come in and have a coffee? Come in and have a coffee. I don't care. But, like, you don't have to buy a damn thing. If you just need me to tell you you're beautiful today, come on in. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's the mission. That's the mission. That's the goal of it. So, um, okay. We've covered a lot of the things that I 
that I had here. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you think is important to cover from, I think, your, from your side? Honestly, the only thing I would say is um, being a business owner, being a mom. I think that is the hardest struggle I faced through all of this. I mean, growing a community of women, picking out cute clothes, the, that's my jam, mm-hmm. you know? But I think finding that balance, I'm still working on it. I don't have the answer. Um, you know, there's nights that my kid's like, mom, mom, mom. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and she's like, mom. And I'm like, go watch a show. And I get done and I'm like, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Um And all I can think is that I am being the best woman as an example to her. I Mm -hmm. want her to grow to be a woman where you can be a mom and be whoever you want to be. Or you don't have to be a mom and you can be whoever you want to be. But showing her that there are no limits um, is so important. And I think my husband and I both show her that, which is really important. We show her what being a team is, you know. Mm -hmm. But... That is my biggest struggle is navigating being a mom and mm-hmm. a business owner. When you're we've you kind of mentioned it earlier, but the um with the storefront, that's going to take even more time. Are mm-hmm. you as you're approaching that, I mean you're posting your hours weekly. So yeah. you're to already start. considering. Yes. Yeah. Um so you're already considering that. But are you going to be like, are you Going to think about it pretty deliberately of like, okay, these are going to be family days and these are not. Like, how are you how are you thinking through that? So, so luckily, that you don't get too um my husband is off every Sunday, Monday. We're closed Sunday, Mondays. And so that's something we talked about. Like, we're gonna keep that. We're closed Sunday, Mondays, both businesses, because mm-hmm. those are our family days. And making that a point, um, I think too, we're actually going to be turning um, the room behind my boutique into my warehouse for now. And so moving out of my basement, because mm-hmm. it is glorious, moving out of the basement and putting it in there, mo- removing work from our home. Uh-huh. So I am now at work and I am now at home because I think, you know, we talked about social media. It's so demanding. And so trying to navigate that and being with my child and being present, mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to help to have work at work now. Yeah. You know, I can, there's going to be times to, time to run my online store while I'm there. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's going to give that relationship the break it's been needing from, I mean, my daughter is a little ride or die. She has her own line. I'm fussy now. She has kids (laughs) and she loves it. Like she is like, I have my own line. And I'm like, yeah, she's, (laughs) she made a video the other day and was like, mom, let me make a video. And she was like, hi, everyone. I'm getting my own line and I love you. And I'm like, yes, but so showing her that, but like now, so I've shown her now you can be whatever you want to be, but now I'm like, okay, but also I need to show you that it's okay to take a break. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is going to really help with that. Yeah. Yeah. And just making sure like sticking to it as much as you need to, yeah. like sticking to the, cause I'm sure there's going to be times on those Sundays and Mondays where it's like, you're getting online orders. Cause that's when people are yeah. off or, um, you're getting all those things. And I'm sure that transition is going to be not well do you do you work on those days now oh my gosh yes yeah if i get an online order i feel like i'm like Mm -hmm. i gotta i mean that's one thing that why people shock me i'm Uh fast shipping well i mean so fast that five minutes later i'm filling an order because i'm like neurotic i'm Uh like i gotta fill that order and get it out monday morning um 
also recognizing that that is long term, that Mm -hmm. you cannot hold that. So um, I've had to learn, like, it might take me one or two days to fill an order, but you're still getting your order within, I mean, way fast. Yeah. Um, We are freaky fast. But um, so that's what I'm trying to focus on. And I think it'll be good, like I said, to have that space. Okay, this is work. This is home. And like you said, those days being able to take off. Are you... Okay, so this is something that I've had. I am the same way in that, like, when we take trips, I've been so bad in the past about having all of my notifications on and all the things, and then you just end up working the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a – do you know how you're going to make that separation? The first couple – I'm sure the first couple weeks when you're like, okay, now we're not doing this anymore. Like Monday or Sunday, Monday, we're off. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're thinking through of like, okay, here's how I can make that separation? Well, I did. So social media, the the past month has just been a beast. I mean, I have been posting, posting, posting. And one day, you know, I'm getting a thousand views on a story. And the next day I'm getting 60. Mm -hmm. Well, I was like, okay, I have to step back from this because it's going to set me over the edge. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the algorithms. Every day they're changing. And so I was like, I'm taking a break. And I didn't post for a week. And I posted and bam, everything was back. And I was like, okay, I kind of needed that to show me like, yes, you need to be consistent on social media, but it doesn't have to always be in your face. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to have six or seven stories on my Instagram a day. I don't have to. I can be present on social media, but with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So I think I was getting caught up in the like constant circle of social media Mm -hmm. and realizing that like, okay, pause. What was my purpose? Because, you know, I'm telling my kid like, hold on, I can't talk right now because I'm doing this, but really why? Yeah. And so that's, you know, I'm learning that I need to have a purpose with social media and it's a great tool, but I feel like the com- the competitiveness in me is mm-hmm. like, okay, we got to keep going and keep going, but really why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be good in that regard to be able to separate like, okay, these are my days off and having that, the storefront, I think will also alleviate that online presence a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's been actually, there's a couple sites that I shop at regularly that um, it's like clearly labeled on their site where it's like, if you place an order on the weekend, we're not here. Right. It will, everything will be handled. We have super fast shipping. Same way. It's like we guarantee two day, I'm not saying this is right. your case, but like in their case, we have two day shipping. We don't work on the weekend though. If you order something on the weekend, it will be handled on Monday, but we're not getting back to you today. Right. Nobody's here. And I think, too, you know, my customers, I've kind of spoiled them a little bit. And mm-hmm. they have a lot of personal um, connection to me and they can reach out whenever, which I love. Nobody stop. Yeah. But um, also knowing that just because someone sent a message, I don't have to respond right now. Mm-hmm. And I think even outside of business, somebody texts you, automatically you feel like you have to respond. You don't. Mm-hmm. That's the great thing about a text message. It'll still be there. Yeah. And so taking time to put my phone down mm-hmm. and realizing that if someone can't get in touch with me, it's okay. Um that is something I'm learning as a business owner, as a as a wife, as a mom. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not respond right away. And I think that people understand it. I just automatically assume that they're going to hate me if I don't respond. Yeah. One of the things that's helped me with that is creating these, like, custom do not disturb features on my phone. So, yes, like, I've heard of these. So, like, 
for vacation. Actually, the last time we took a trip, it was like, okay, well, the first day we left, I got an email. We were like about to get on the plane. I got an email from a customer. I was like, oh, and it was, it was one of the things that was like, oh, I have to manage this or I have to do this right now. And immediately I was like, I'm not doing this, this trip. So when in created a, like, I am getting no notifications from all of these apps. These are the apps that I don't want to hear from for this weekend. Mm -hmm. Do not disturb is just on for these things. And then I don't have to worry about it. Like I'm not seeing the badges. I'm not seeing that I have this many new emails or whatever. And that helped a lot because now I'm not constantly opening my phone and seeing, oh, I have an email from this client or this client or this client. Um, and you can do those things easily. I mean, if I don't know about Android, but I know on iPhone, like you can do it yes. super simply. Um, and it helps a lot if you're wired that way yeah. where it's like, I see it, this needs handled immediately. Where it's like, Great. hey, if it needed handled immediately, it, it doesn't. Like very rare yes. cases, especially clothing or like, I mean, website stuff can, that could be urgent. But in most cases, it's not urgent. No. It's not urgent. Like right. nothing's going to be nothing's going to burn down if (laughs) (laughs) watch out (laughs) knock Um, on wood um yeah and that's something i think just even as a mom i'm trying to focus on mm -hmm. the most i think that is healthy for all my relationships and even you know there's been times where we're out with our friends and i'm having a drop and i'm just on my phone like Mm -hmm. and i look back on those moments and i'm like why did i need to be like studying these numbers they weren't going to change and so Stepping out of business into mom mode, into friend mode, into wife mode, whatever it might be. Um, And I think the storefront is going to alleviate some of that because I'm going to have more personal connections, like in person, I mean. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just figuring out your, in in that case, especially if you're trying to, if you're trying to create that separation, just figuring out like kind of what it is that sucks you in and then do your best to remove those things. Like, right. Like, okay, you're looking at the posts. How do I make sure that I'm not going to do those things? Like, and it sucks. It's very difficult at first because you're, at least for me, like, that's the way I, my brain. If I see it or if I'm thinking about it, I'm just going to be thinking about that. 100%. Um, So that transition sucks, but... It'll be okay. So really excited. A lot of big things, a lot of big changes and navigating those. Like, and... I think as business owners, one of the biggest things we struggle with is kind of handing over the reins like, hey, and so when I'm ready to hire Mm -hmm. and what that's going to look like, because let's be honest, I'm probably not going to have a ton of middle aged women knocking on my door saying, hey, like, I want to work for Mm -hmm. you. And so accepting that, you know, does my brand need to transition a little bit? Do I need to, you know, navigate that kind of? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be, um, well, yeah, we'll worry about that when we <laughs> when you get there. Um, okay, uh, anything else that we have not talked about? I don't think. Okay, um, where can all of the humans? find you okay. and all of your things you can find me on facebook at, <clears throat> at fussy revival instagram at fussy revival um, and my website is fussy-revival.myshopify.com cool um all of those will be be linked down below um oh and soon at 260 main street in claysville okay that will also <laughs> be down there I'll, I'll include a little uh um little google maps link for it um okay 
Um, if you have any suggestions for guests or if you have any topics you would like to see covered, um, shoot me an email at bradley at clearingthewaypodcast.com um, or any of the other emails that are linked down below. Uh, if you found this or any other episode helpful or if you liked it, if you enjoyed it, share it, uh, leave a review, comment, do all those things. They're super helpful. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a guest. Thank this was you. wonderful. Um, have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. 